come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I am Matt. And I am Kimbra. And we hope everybody's having a good day out there. The weather here in Florida, where we are, is not good. No, it's really, really sad. If you hear rumbling, that's not my stomach. Well, it's it could be, but it's probably not. We had breakfast. It was a yummy breakfast. It was delicious. We had breakfast burritos from the Blue Iguana. Aww. No, we didn't. We but had breakfast burritos from the kitchen of our apartment <laughs> but we didn't have any of the crunchy tots so it really wasn't quite right but it was it was really it was more of a wrap really the, right it was the like bacon was kind of crunchy so that the helped bacon was good too yeah had good bacon and munster cheese Rah, munster cheese eggs and uh the wrap part the tortilla part tortillas i don't know why we're talking about breakfast <laughs> Look, the point is, it's if you hear if you hear the grumbly, it's thunder, and hopefully it's not the, it's not the tumbly. It's not the tumbly. No, I, I think everything we ate won't. Anyway, yes. So uh, today we're going to talk about a fun topic, which you already know probably from the title. But before we get into that, just a little update on what's going on in our lives right now. First of all, the cricketing continues. I love the cricketing. It's so much fun. And we're making lots of uh, cruise or ocean or Caribbean themed things. We've been making signs. We've made uh, some shirts. We did rash guards, which look amazing. I can't wait to wear it. We're just, we need to wash them and test them, make sure they're durable. But they look really, really cool. And uh, yeah, what else have we been? Oh, stickers. We uh, we made stickers and we had some problems with smearing, but we have found a solution for that. So look for sticker sets to become available in the very near future. We'll start with some cruise creature stickers and uh, we'll see where we go from there. We'll probably have some fantastic cruising stickers, some fantastic studio stickers, and uh, maybe we'll have some other random fun cruise theme stickers that we can sell direct to you, which means that it won't cost as much money so very cool also if you're a patron on patreon thank you very much and of course you guys get those postcards every month and they're usually right now uh they're hand made by me right well we just got this printer that has ink that i can use and it just upped my postcard game so i'm still hand coloring and hand drawing postcards but i've got a did you say it has ink that we can use? Yeah, because... You so, should specify with Copic markers, Matt. I, th- I guess that's true. I'm just... <laughs> I'm in my own head here. Yeah, so here's the thing. So I usually make these postcards and I do it with Copic markers, which if you're not familiar, Copic markers are alcohol-based markers. And the nice thing about alcohol-based markers is that you can drink them. No, that's not true. Don't drink your Copic markers. You can blend <laughs> them and they make really cool pictures. They're also stupidly expensive but they make great artwork and the way i do it normally or have done it normally is i do the pencil i do the ink i erase the pencil and then i color it well now i can do my inks digitally print it out with our canon printer because canon ink don't bleed 
for Copics, and then I can color them all with the Copics, which means I can get way fancier with the inking. It saves me time. It gets a better product. It's a win-win-win-win-win-win-win. Win. So, if you're interested in getting these personalized pieces of art, then you just need to join our Patreon at $10. That gets you every month. You get a, right now, I mean, we just say a postcard, but, you know, we don't have a ton of patrons. So, right now, I've been hand-making artwork. You get handmade artwork. That's right, handmade artwork for $10. And your $10 goes to support this podcast. Anyway, enough of the commercial um, what else do we want to talk about before we get into our topic? Um, how about next weekend? So we can't cruise, but no. that don't mean we can't go on a little vacation. Because as of June 1st, 2020, the Keys reopened. If you're listening to this in the future and you somehow forgotten what a horrible nightmare 2020 started as, uh, we are currently still going through a pandemic and so a lot of things are closed. There, there you go. There's your, I should have done like, you know, like that going into the future, into the it, past. Do it all music. again then. No, I'm just kidding. No, we won't Nobody wants that. to hear it again. Anyway, yeah, we're going to Key Largo. We're, um, I don't remember the name of the place we're staying. It's some marina We're thing. staying at the Waterside Marina and Suites. I mean, to be fair, everything uh, in Key Largo is pretty much waterside. There's probably a few places that aren't, but it's... Yeah, but I think it's called waterside. It is, it is. I just... <laughs> and we're diving through a place called Rainbow Reef, and um, they... Yeah, we were set up for five dives. Yeah. Glad it's not this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is gone yeah, by next weekend. I, if it's not, then something... Well, who knows this year... <laughs> <laughs> Normally, the weather would be gone from that area unless we get a new hurricane coming through or something. But, yeah, so uh, two two tank trips, one on Friday, one on Saturday, and then Saturday night, we're going night diving. Yeah. Diving at night, in the dark, hope to see some octopuses, maybe some sharks. I want to see a turtle. I want to see a turtle, too, but I want to see an octopus even more. I mean, I'll, I'll take one of those. I don't know. What would you rather see if you were like, you can only see one, an octopus or a sea turtle? What would you choose? Right now, in this very moment, I would choose a sea turtle just because that's the one thing that I'm like, I want to see a sea turtle because I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, I mean, I have seen sea turtles multiple times, so I'm more excited about the octopus because I've only seen those like really once good, twice sort of counts, but... Uh, and I love, I love me some octopuses. I mean, I like octopuses, but I like turtles octopuses. more. Octopuses. What Thanks, Tom. Tom listens anymore. He's the guy that did our theme tunes and uh, has a song about it. I think we've talked about it before. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I'd be happy with either, I guess. So, yeah. I'd, I'd like you to see a sea turtle, too. Thank you. That would make me happy. Happier than just normally seeing a sea turtle would be knowing that you were getting to see a sea turtle would make me extra happy. Aww. Yeah, I know. And we should have been doing the Halloween episode right now because it is like, it is storming. Yeah, this dog is all like, wants to be around me now. You're talking about Reno, right? I am. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, the dog, the, look, our dog, did you hear that? I said I, our, I our did. Dog. Jeez. Uh, Reno normally is kind of a jerk, so 
he doesn't, you know, he does his own thing. He doesn't, he's not like normal dogs that are like, Oh, humans, I love you. No, that's not, unless my mom, he does like her, but, um, yeah, he, he just kind of does his own thing. But when there's a little bit of thunder, suddenly he's a lovey dovey cuddle dog. Yeah. He, he likes to sit across the room and completely ignore me when I want him to come over. Like I can even say, come here in like my serious voice. And he's like, no. He's like a cat in that way. Yeah, he's he's quite the awful dog, although I do like him. But <laughs> yeah, right now there's all this thunder and he's all like, I want to be in your lap. And I'm like, dude, I, I can't. So he's sitting between us. He's laying between he's us. He's staring at me. He's just sitting there staring with a, at me. With a terrified look on his yes. face. Look, I, I don't I don't wish ill will on the dog, but he's it's kind of his jest desserts. That's what I, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we jest, we jest, we we do love and care about Reno, uh, so, but we like to tease him too because he's he can be kind of a jerk. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's get on to speaking of jerky things. Let's get on to our main topic, which is uh, why people that don't cruise don't cruise. And we actually posed this question in the Fantastic Cruising community over on Facebook. If you're not a member, go join now. And uh, and we got some good responses as to what, what people have heard, why people don't cruise. Now, we're not talking about cruisers, why cruisers that do cruise don't cruise. Like right now, obviously, we can't cruise because there's a pandemic. And even when we start cruising again, you know, there's going to be restrictions and stuff that some people have issues with. And that's fine. That's not what we're talking about. Okay, that's not the topic here. The topic is under normal circumstances, why people don't cruise and the reasons, dare I say, excuses that they give. And we're going to kind of look at those and then maybe dissect them a little bit and see how legit they are. Are they really good reasons or are they just people's overblown imagination? So, Matt, before we get into what other people think, have heard do you know anyone in particular that has given you an excuse or reason why they won't cruise not too much i mean the only person i could think of that i have a like a personal relationship with who's like i will never cruise is my dad and um and for him i think he's not like adamantly like strong about strongly opposed to it. i think he just doesn't think he would enjoy it i know he does have some concerns about like seasickness, although I don't think he has motion sickness issues, but I, I think he just, I don't know. He probably has some of the concerns that we're going to talk about, but he's never really voiced those. I also, well, let me just say this too, just to, just to get this out there. Um, I am also a firm believer in not trying to convince people to cruise that don't want to cruise because um, I, I don't want to be held responsible if they don't have a good time. And I feel like when you force people to try and do things that, they're they already start with like a negative spin now if you come to me and you're like hey i was thinking about this cruising thing then yeah i'm gonna push it like crazy but if but i'm not i'm I'm never gonna go to you and be like you should cruise and here's why because it's probably not gonna work it's like it's like when somebody comes to you and they're like you gotta watch this new show or this new movie it's awesome man it's amazing and then a lot of us for a lot of us that immediately puts up like defensive walls and we're like well i won't like that show because I don't know why, but I did that with Witcher. You did that with Witcher? Yeah. You were like, Witcher's coming out. We got to watch it. I'm like, I have absolutely no interest in watching that because you told me I had to. You do that with me? That's that's. But then I loved it. So it's fine. See, learn from that. 
<laughs> Learn from that there. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's human nature to do that. I, I try to be aware of when I do that and then not do that, but I, I'm guilty of, of doing that before as well. So anyway, uh, with that being said, well, let's, can I tell you mine? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Do you not care? I just have, I'm just, I'm just rambling. I know you are. Um, yeah. So I've got, I've got a couple people. So I've got my friend, Natalie, um, refuses to cruise because she says that it's just like everybody will get sick like germs and every everybody will get sick not like seasick like sick sick like like norovirus yeah she's worried about norovirus yeah yeah and then my mom who is now willing to cruise although hasn't booked one yet um her reasoning has always been that she doesn't like the idea of being out in the open water with like no land around she just think it's thinks it's creepy to just see water everywhere gotcha water water everywhere and not a drop to drink okay is that it that's it that's all i got okay that's cool um yeah so so let's go ahead and get into what our people said on facebook so the first comment we got was from Paige, and Paige said it's boring and there isn't a lot to do um, and then she said, I mean, if time with family isn't enough, plus and then she said the food is bad. How do they know they have never been on a cruise? Right. We, sh- we should probably stress that that the people that were responding to this were not speaking for themselves. Right. When they, when they were saying reasons. Uh, these are things that they've heard people say. But yeah. So we're, we're going to see a lot of these. There are a lot of themes to these comments. But yeah, boring is one of them that, that you're going to see repeated. And uh, yeah. How about spending time with your family or, or friends? Like, is that not is that not good? Is that not good enough for you out there? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Next, we got Amanda, and that's Amanda Shows from Roy and Amanda, which is Shows Special Features, and they're our special friends. Amanda says, well, her mom won't cruise because she gets severe motion sickness and she's scared of rogue waves. Now, okay, I think there's two parts to this, right? Severe motion sickness might be legitimate even though i will say my mom also gets severe motion sickness she does the patch she does okay like she's had a couple rough nights but overall she does okay definitely doesn't deter her from cruising i am susceptible to motion sickness i don't have any problems typically on a cruise ship on a dive boat it's a little different on a cruise ship I'm usually fine. We'll see how it goes next weekend because I'm not going to take drama. I mean, to start anyway. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, though. If you have like even more critically severe motion sickness, maybe that's a legitimate reason. What do you, what do you think? Is I don't it- know. I mean, my friend Ashley, like she gets real bad motion sick. Like she should go to Universal with me and stuff. And she loves going and she loves the rides. But we can usually do one ride and then we're done for about an hour for her to get past it. And she takes she takes Dramamine and she does the patch behind her ear and she does the ginger gum like she does it all. And she gets pretty and she loves cruising. Yeah, so I, I guess I guess what I would say to that is if if you just don't want to cruise then or you're not thinking you're going to like it very much then maybe it's not worth it, but if you think you'll like cruising, don't let that stop you. Give it a shot. Do a short cruise with no sea days and just test the waters. Literally. 
Now, the rogue wave thing is ridiculous. I'm just going to say that right up front. <laughs> the rogue, if you're afraid of a rogue wave, then you might as well be afraid of Sharknados because um, it's not a thing that happens to cruise ships. Okay? It just doesn't happen. It's I don't know if it's ever happened, but it's definitely not a, a concern that you should have. All right. Then we got Scott Saltzman. I'm going to let you read the Professor Travels comment here. Yeah. So he said, so some of the reasons I have heard are it's just for retirees. It costs too much and there is not enough to do. So you want to address some of these? Yeah. So it's just for retirees. That's silly. That is definitely not true. Maybe at one time. That was a little closer to true, although I still would have had some fun. What's wrong with retirees? Retirees can have fun. They're people. Come on. Give them a break. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's definitely not the case anymore. No, absolutely. I mean, there's kids all over the place. Yeah. And teenage. There's all ages. Yeah. I think the, the average age on most, well, it depends on the cruise line, but I think in most cases it's like 30s to 50s or something like that, maybe. I don't know. I'm sure it's different on different cruise lines, but it's not. it's not like all geriatric people and you know what i've seen some geriatric people who can party a lot harder than some 20 year olds so there (laughs) all right then it costs too much that's why i cruise i mean that's not the only reason i cruise you cruise because it costs too much no the it costs like (laughs) nothing like so so i was thinking about this today the cost that we're going to pay for this keys trip we could go on a cruise Right, the cost for, well, I mean, you can't really count the diving in that, but the cost for the hotel is like for, for what, three nights? Mm-hmm. Like about 500 bucks? Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a cruise. That's easily a cruise that could be four or five. Well, no, that wouldn't be 500 total, though. Well, maybe for like a three or four night cruise, you might be able to get $500 cruise, and that would include all your food. Well, I mean, I think my the first cruise that I went on was a five night and I paid like 400 something. So right, but we're paying 500 total for two of us. Well, yeah, but this is that's just accommodations. We got to right. think about we're right. going to have to buy food while we're there. Right. We're going to have to I mean, we're going to pay for the dives, of course. But yeah, so I was thinking about that. I was like, man, we could go on a cruise. But right. and then you're weighing Florida Keys versus the Caribbean or Mexico, you know, like, come on. Yeah. So cost is a silly, silly excuse. Yeah, definitely one of the most affordable vacations out there, unless you're just going like, you know, down the road or something. (laughs) Uh, Cruising is not expensive. It can be expensive that you can spend a lot of money on cruising, but you don't have to. And that, yeah, I I totally agree with that. And then what's the other one? There's not enough to do. Now that's just silly. Yeah, there's. There's all kinds of things to do. And one of the beauties of cruising is not doing anything, right? Like that's that's like part of the magic of cruising is not Yeah, just just sit on a deck and be. Yeah. But if but there is definitely and and you can choose different cruise lines, but there are definitely cruise lines where there is so much to do, you will be choosing which thing you want to do and having to exclude things. So I I mean, yeah, come on. This is not a good <laughs> This is not a good reason. All right. Now we've got Diane next. And she says, I've heard them all. The boat will sink, scared of the water, out in the middle of the ocean, and some, and something's, and something happens. We are too far from land, seasick, germs. 
But yet, how can someone judge something they have never experienced before? Live life. All right, so let's, that's, that's a lot, Diane. So first of all, the boat will sink. How many cruise ships have sunk in the last 100 years? The Titanic? No, that was, that was more than 100 years ago. Okay. That was more than 100 years ago. In the last 100 years, I know of one cruise ship that has sunk, that, that I know of, that with people on it. And maybe there's, maybe there's one I'm not thinking of, but definitely in modern times, like in yeah. the last 30 years. It's just not something that happens. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's really not. It's not. In the Titanic, everybody would have survived if they would have just got everybody off in an orderly manner in the lifeboats and stuff so that yes so that's ridiculous we're gonna just disregard that one entirely plus if your boat sinks in the caribbean the water's warm you know just get in the water (laughs) it can be dangerous obviously if a large ship sinks but uh not not a concern you should have scared of the water i don't i don't know what to tell you about that one i mean i don't understand that one my grandma's afraid of the water yeah i mean for me i just can't relate to that because i love the water so much but do you think that could be a legitimate reason for somebody to um, not cruise? Um, yeah, I mean, I, in my personal opinion, I mean, you're not in the water, you're on the water. So I don't really get it. But like my grandma, like she wouldn't even get into a pool. So like, yeah, I guess if you just don't like water, maybe. If you have a, if you have a real legitimate fear of water, you probably aren't going to want to cruise even if you weren't afraid because you just don't like water. Now, if you like the water, but you're afraid of it, then I would say try and get over that fear. But yeah, I mean, I guess that could be a legitimate concern if you have a like a true phobia of, of water. And what about out in the middle of the ocean and something's happened? Uh, we are too far from land. I Again, I, I think that it, this is 2020. Okay, yeah, you hear about you know, the carnival triumph and they're stranded out there or whatnot. But the reality is we can get to cruise ships. They're traveling in channels with other cruise ships. Like that's not really a thing. It's not like the, the age of, of discovery when people were sailing all over the world in tall ships and something happened and they were never heard from again. Like we have radio, we have GPS, we have all these safety mechanisms in place. It's really not a thing. Now, uh, if you have medical conditions, obviously some of those would prevent you from cruising. Uh, that that is hundred percent legitimate. But um, but that's the only thing I can really think of that would that would be a part of that. Yeah. Seasick. We kind of covered that. Germs. We're going to get into that more because that's a big thing that comes up over and over again. You know, like you said, your friend Natalie, that's one of her concerns. Yep. She just, germs. I, I haven't seen her in a while, but every time I'm like, hey, you should come visit. We can go on a cruise. She's like, nope, Every, I'm going to get sick. Everyone can get sick. I'm like, okay. So this is one of those things that, you know, for me, I always talk about this with like sharks and snakes and all these things that people have irrational fears of. You got to look at the statistics and you've got to measure the actual danger of, of things. So we're going to maybe take a closer look at that in, in a little while uh, when we when we talk about these in more detail. All right. Who's this next crazy commenter? So next we have oh, Mama Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> what did my mom say? She said, boring, seasick, afraid the ship will sink. Excuses I have heard. Well, she can she can speak to the seasick part because like I said, she is prone and she does just fine. And I guarantee you that 
seasick would not stop my mom from cruising. She will find a way to get around it, and she has, for the most part, done pretty well with that. Boring? I don't know. If if you're bored on a cruise ship, you're probably bored in life in general, and you probably need to find some other things to make you happy. That's that's all I, I can say about that. And then afraid the ship will sink, you know. Covered it. It, it doesn't happen, people. <laughs> it doesn't happen. I mean, it does happen, but it's happened so infrequently that it you, you don't need to be concerned about it. Then we got our friend Tony Dials, who's been on this podcast before. He says, my father-in-law says because of the recycled air, he believes he will get sick from other guests who are sick. Now, look, is it more probable that you will get sick on a cruise ship than, say, at the mall? Probably. Is it more probable that you will get sick on a cruise ship than... At the beach, definitely. But I have been on a lot of cruises. Do you know how many times I have gotten sick while on board a cruise? I don't. None. It's never happened. And the people that I talk to that are cruisers, very few of them have had it happen either. Or if they have, it's been very infrequent. You know where you can get sick that's probably just as likely? If you work inside somewhere and the people don't stay home sick when they're supposed to, if you fly on an airplane, if you ride in any kind of public transportation, and those aren't even fun. Look, if you're worried about getting sick, you got to do all these things that are not fun, and those are risks of getting sick. You might as well do the one that's fun, and I st- and I think that that risk, it's technically statistically higher, but it's not that much higher that you need to be concerned about it. You should wash your hands. You should, you know, take hygiene precautions when you're on a cruise. But yeah, don't don't let it scare you from cruising. Yeah. So so here's my thought on getting sick. Like nobody wants to get sick. But right. what you get a little sniffle and you're over it in a week. Like again, nobody wants to get sick. Right. But, oh, go ahead. But it, but it happens. I mean, like you said, it's yeah. no different than going to work every day. Right. That's I'm pretty sure most of the of my life when I've gotten sick, it's been from work. I'm pretty sure, pretty confident of that. I'm sure it's not every time, but uh, but yeah, probably most of the time. Now, here's the other thing: if we're talking recycled air, you're talking about something like like a cold or a flu. So that's like what you're talking about. You're not going to get norovirus from recycled air. That's not how norovirus works. Okay, norovirus has to be, you have to like get that a different way. So recycled air might give you a cold. Now, right now, of course, we've got, you know, the virus that, that would be a more of a, a concern at the moment, but this is not normal times. Yeah, that, that's a different a different topic entirely, and this, this subject isn't really about that. No, no, we're we're distinguishing between uh, during a pandemic <laughs> when that risk is greater everywhere uh, and and normal time. So uh, we'll we'll keep that in mind, and we'll also know that just like every business out there that is opening up, uh, cruise ships will definitely take severe precautions to try and prevent that from happening. Now we got. Our friend Mike Lovelace, he's also got a YouTube channel, which is called, you know what it's called? It's Lovey's Fat Life. You got it. And not only is it about cruising, 
but it's about barbecue. So I, and, I every time I mention Mike Lovelace, I get hungry. I know. Every time I see Thanks, something Mike. pop up on Facebook, I'm like, man, we need to go see this guy. I know, right? I, I'd go see him just for some food and then to go, I mean, to hang out too, uh, of I'm, course. Yeah. But to go see him, have some food and then come back home. Right. <laughs> And his kid's really cool, too. Yeah. He's got an awesome kid. All right. So Mike says, paranoid about being stuck on a ship, afraid of norovirus, watch the Titanic, costly, he put in parentheses, not really, and he's heard a few others. So I think we've covered all these, except maybe we haven't talked too much about norovirus. Watching the Titanic, that's funny. That's like somebody watching Jaws and then being afraid to, um, being afraid to, you know, go in the water or yeah something but that's a thing i know it's a thing but it's it's not a rational thing no it's just a thing but you also think my fear of spiders is not rational it's not but it also doesn't keep you from really do it like if you were like i won't go hiking in the woods with you matt because i'm afraid of spiders or because i watched like arachnophobia i wouldn't watch that okay but if you did <laughs> If you if you were like I saw the spider in Harry Potter and now I won't go in the woods, then we would have to we would have to intervene. There. Oh yeah, no that we would have an intervention. That doesn't stop me from doing that. I'm just extra cautious around certain things that I know that spiders like to inhabit, which is ir- ir- irrational. But anyway, moving on. Okay, so Andrew says my stepfather refuses to be anywhere on the water where you can't see land. So I don't know, does he just, maybe he's afraid of the water. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of my what my mom has said. She doesn't, she just thinks it's kind of weird and spooky to be out on the water where you can't see anything. See, I wonder if people that have that fear, because I, I don't want to, I mean, we're joking and stuff, but if people have legitimate fears, I don't want to like undermine those or anything like that. But, um, but I wonder if people have that fear, if they were actually on a cruise ship, I wonder if they would still feel that way because... Being on a cruise ship is so much different than being on a normal size like boat. I mean, they're so large. It feels so stable. Like it, it just doesn't feel like a dangerous situation. But again, I speak from a bias that is probably not fair because I love the water. I have no fear of the water at all. So it's maybe maybe I don't have an accurate representation of of that, but uh, but yeah, I, I just wonder if, if if they could go on that for for a minute, what you know, if that would change their perspective or not. I don't know. I think so. So like during the day on a ship, I have no problem like like seeing all the water and lack of land and stuff. But I've gone up to like a top deck of a ship at like midnight where it's just dark everywhere. And it is, it's spooky. I mean, you know, you got the wind blowing, everything's dark, you can't see like anything. And the thought that always goes through my head is, if I fall over, nobody's going to find me in this. And it's, I mean, it doesn't stop me because it's, I love doing it, but not falling over. But, <laughs> but it, it is spooky. So I can, I can kind of see it. And that, that just tells me that I do have a different perspective and bias because I've never felt that way. Even, even in a storm, like I feel a peaceful calm on the water that I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm a child of the ocean, I think. But you know what you could do? You could start carrying your SMB with you everywhere you go on the ship. That's a good idea. I'll just, I'll just carry around my safety sausage. <laughs> your safety sausage. Could you, maybe we should tell people what an SMB is. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a long tube 
that you fill with air and like put up in the water after you're diving if you've like lost your party so they can find you. SMB stands for surface marker buoy. And so. safety sausage is what people call it because it's yes. a better, funner name. Although you, you, when we were shopping for one, you were like, what's that BDSM thing? And I was like, what? <laughs> anyway. I just threw out some letters. Right. Okay. Just random. In a random order. Freudian. Anyway, uh, <laughs> go on. Let's go ahead and, and tell us. Jennifer. Jennifer is one of our patrons. What, what did and Jennifer, Jennifer say? Jennifer said, my daughter-in-law is, I think that's supposed to say claustrophobic. It says catastrophic. <laughs> she says catastrophic. Thanks, spell check. Changing our words. I think that's supposed to be claustrophobic. And said she didn't want to be stuck on a ship. That's, it's funny either way. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Do you have anybody you know you would describe as catastrophic? <laughs> they, they are catastrophic. Like, that would, be, that would be a legitimate reason not to cruise. Like, I am catastrophic, and I don't want to be stuck on a ship. I'm going to cause it to sink, and I'm going to just make things break. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure she said claustrophobic, and Spellcheck went, no, you meant catastrophic, right? Because that happens to me all the time. Uh, yeah, I, I hear this one, too. And again, I, I, I mean, I'm not – I guess I have a little bit of claustrophobia, like if I'm in, um, like, a cave or something like that, like a really tight, like – cave or something i don't know but I, I definitely don't feel that like people say that about scuba diving too when they're underwater they're worried they're going to be claustrophobic i don't feel that on a ship at all uh i think that maybe they think because the like the different hallways and the rooms are so small but you know get a balcony room on a higher deck and i i just i don't know may again some of these things i feel like i shouldn't just say you're wrong because i'm speaking from matt's brain but I feel like that would solve a lot of uh, claustrophobic thoughts. Yeah, I, I agree. Like when I'm on a ship, most of the spaces are so big and open. Like it's no different than like walking into a mall. Like it's yeah. just a big open space. Yeah, I guess the rooms aren't huge, but like I bet their bedroom's not huge. Right. You know, it's but, you know, if Probably people. Probably bigger th- than a cruise ship. Room. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean. I've had a pretty small bedrooms, Matt. Well, yeah, you lived in a shoebox when I met I, you. I know. Did you say well, when you met me? Well, not when I met you. When we started dating, you lived in a shoebox. <laughs> I don't know where you lived before that. I when I met you, you lived. Well, you lived in a house. Uh, anyway, we digress. <laughs> Let's go to Fred. Fred says my sister is paranoid, saying it's like the Titanic. I just laugh and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all you can do, right? I mean, when you meet these people and they're like, I would never cruise because of the look at the Titanic. I mean, that boat sank in 19, what was it, 15, 17, something like that, 1912? I don't remember. But anyway, it was some, it was in the 12s or the teens. You're comparing that to now? Like, really? Really? You're looking at something that happened over 100 years ago and you're going, we probably haven't made any Im- improvements in, uh, in, in ocean travel since right. then. Come on. Come on. It's it's silly. Plus, if the Titanic had sunk in the Caribbean, it would have been okay. Like, probably everybody would have survived if because the water's not freezing cold. I mean, I know we're not people just cruise in the Caribbean, but, I mean, if you're afraid of cruising, you could choose to cruise there if that's the reason. Anyway, 
Let's go on to the next person. Yeah. So Rachel says, my bro calls, oh, brother, my brother calls them floating food prisons. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom is claustrophobic, she says. What do you think they mean, floating food prisons? Uh, Are they they worried about overeating? a place to keep people and feed them. I mean, (laughs) I'm inside me up. Right. And what, what's the what's the um, what's the Disney? I think it's a Disney movie with the robot that and the cockroach and a Wally. Wally, yeah. That when when all the people oh, like, and they go to the space. Yeah, and they're just like two fed food and they float around on the little thingies, and then like the one guy falls off, and yeah. all the little robots have to help pick him back up because I bet They've that's where that came ability. from. I mean, look, I I'm not denying that cruise ships th- a big a big reason or a big draw of cruising for a lot of people is food. And I am not an exception to that rule. I do enjoy the eating part of cruising, but I would definitely not consider it a food prison. You don't have to eat. And, uh, you know, I mean, well, you have to eat, but you don't have to eat everything. I learned that the hard way after a couple cruises. And now I can eat normally. In fact, I feel like I eat well, not lately because we've been shopping instead of eating out all the time. But I feel like in general, I eat healthier on a cruise than I do in real life, in real life, when I'm not on a cruise. <laughs> because I'm eating at like the MDR and they have like actual food. I'm not just eating another fast food meal and stuff. The portions are actually good, like proper sizes for what the human body needs, not like a supersized value meal. So... I don't know. I and, and yeah, I do eat a lot on a cruise, but I get a lot of exercise on a cruise just by the activities that I do. So I usually don't gain weight on a cruise and I have, I think, probably lost weight on a cruise. Hmm. I don't know. And right. then claustrophobic. I mean, yeah. we, we kind of covered that one. Then Al, Al from, they were just on a couple episodes. Al and Jeannie Brock said just too soon. What? I don't. He's not ready to get back on the cruise after covid oh so that okay so that's on yeah that's, that's unrelated, that's unrelated okay. too okay i got it i got gotcha. you i got gotcha, you al i got gotcha. you all right and then you want to take the next one yeah so philip says my brother says that cruise ships are cesspool for germs and everybody gets sick on a cruise ship which is just simply not backed up by reality yeah so that's that's kind of what my friend natalie thinks as well yeah, but if you look at the statistics, which we'll get into a little bit in, in a minute or a few minutes here, it's just not corroborated by the reality of what is cruising. Because I think what happens is like when a ship has like an outbreak of some sort of sickness, like what the Oasis had, the norovirus thing last year or the year before or something like that's all over the news. Right. But we don't have those news stories that, oh, everybody got for, got off a cruise ship and nobody was sick. The end. Right. Because right. that's not a news story. Right. And uh, and look, no better time than now are we seeing how the media loves to, to pick out the, the worst parts of, of stuff and, and highlight those and ignore positive things that are happening. But uh, this is what I would say. One of the reasons that I wanted to do this topic is because cruise, cruising has as always gotten a bad rep from the media in general and lately of course they were the first targets uh when the when this coronavirus thing happened and uh you know they just the bad press just escalated it's kind of laid off now because everybody else is having problems too but 
I, I wanted to kind of clear Cruising's name a little bit here. You know, take wipe a little bit of the mud off of Cruising's face because I don't think it deserves all of the negative publicity that it gets. We have to take a look at it realistically, but I don't think we need to jump on top of it and, and make it into the monster that it's not. Now, next we have the, um, shall I say, the uh, the lesser half of the Roy and Amanda. <laughs> I have to say that, right? Because you always have to give the woman the, like, she's the better half. Like, that's that's the default, right? You mean right? like she's the better half? <laughs> Wait a minute, Matt. Are you my better half? You tell me. Or am I your better half? Uh, you know what I think? Just like Roy and Amanda, I think we are equally great. <laughs> I was going to say, it doesn't matter which half you are. Either way, you make me whole. Oh, look at that. How, turning that, that. There you go. Turning that negative into a positive there. I like it. <laughs> anyway, our, our friend Roy shows, shows, shows special features. Check them out on YouTube. Uh, the only thing that will stop me from uh, having to – wait. Let me try that. Let me start over again. The only thing that will stop me will be having to wear a mask. We go on cruises, socialize with people, and have cocktails and food. Masks and social distancing are going to take that away from the fun of cruising gives us. So anyway, that's that's now. So we're not talking about that right now. Maybe a future episode. But, um, but here's what he says also. Oh, and my mom and brother won't go because they can't swim. Look, you don't need to be able to swim. To go on a cruise it's not a requirement i see people in walkers that doesn't mean everybody that cruises is old but i've seen people in wheelchairs walkers it's okay it's okay they have these things they've been around for a bit they're called life jackets they have life boats they have safety professionals also i don't know if you guys know this out there probably people listening to this podcast it's funny we're making this podcast like but we're probably preaching to the choir here. I don't think many people that are like, I will never cruise, listen to cruising podcasts. But it, hopefully you'll get some fun and humor out of it. Anyway, uh, it takes a ship a long time to sink. You know, the Titanic didn't sink in five minutes. The The Concordia didn't sink in ten minutes. Like, it takes long time, hours some in some cases, for a, a ship of that size to sink. So you have time to get to a lifeboat or put on a life jacket. Like it's probably going to be okay. So don't not being able to swim is not really unless again unless it goes to that fear that you really just would be miserable cuz you're so frightened the whole time, which if you do I I again, I don't want to downplay that, but I I feel bad for you. I I I hope that you can get past that so that you can enjoy cruising. So of all those words you just said, the one thing that stood out to me was that you said you've seen walkers, people with walkers on cruise ships. Are you saying that people with walkers can't swim? Okay. No, I'm not saying that <laughs> at all. I'm not saying at all. But I, I, I think, I don't think I'd be going out on a limb if I said they probably can't swim well. I was just joking. That was just, of all the things you said, like, that's the thing that stood out. I was like, wait a minute. You know what? I, and, and thinking about that, like, when I get old and if I need a walker, I bet you I will be still be able to swim because I can just float. Right. So I apologize to anyone out there who uh, cannot walk or needs help walking if, if you can swim because that was stupid of me to say that. <laughs> Acknowledged, apologize. I, I hope you're I didn't mean to call you out. No, that's okay. I'm glad you did. All right, moving on. Yes. Yeah, so and next we have Devin. And Devin says, I've heard their kids are too young. They don't want to be stuck on a ship. They will get bored. 
they won't have enough vegan or vegetarian options. Oh, let's tackle some of these. Yeah. So kids are too young. Um, I've heard that. I have heard that. I one. have heard that. I I get it if maybe like you have an itty bitty baby but look at alana zingano like they're right. ready to jump on a ship and they just had a little one yeah i, I could kind of see that if you have an infant but come on i mean okay so don't cruise for four or five years right but yeah obviously you can do it and when we talked to alana and Raphael, like they knew all about it so there are definitely ways you can do that and you can even get some time maybe Away from the kid, not that anyone, not that any parent would want to be separated from their children for any amount of time. But if you do need a break, then there might be ways to to accomplish that as well. I think lots of parents probably like breaks from their children. <laughs> All right, what else? What else did Devin say? Um, they don't want to be stuck on a ship, which it goes to that on board. Yeah, which is silly. Which, yeah, it's just silly. And then they won't have enough vegan or vegetarian options, which is not true. They no. have they have tons. I don't know about vegan. No, I they mean, do. They've got. I'm not, I mean, I know they've got the salad bar and stuff. No, they have vegan. Do they? Oh yeah. I mean, I know there's there's definitely vegetarian options, but yeah. There are there are most definitely vegan options. Uh, that's one of the reasons why. Like Carnival always has the Indian stuff on there because most of that is vegan. Uh, some of it's just vegetarian, but also at the buffet, they always have vegan and vegetarian options. And not just one, they have multiple ones. And I will also tell you this in case anybody out there doesn't know this already. If you have any kind of dietary needs, you can let the cruise line know about that. I think you should do it before you actually, like when you're booking and stuff. And they can make arrangements to accommodate that. So uh, food should definitely not be a reason why you wouldn't cruise. Even if you're super picky, even if you have dietary needs, that's not going to be an issue for you. That's not going to be a problem. In fact, I would go out on a limb, that's my phrase for today, and say that you probably will have better luck on a cruise ship than you would at most other like hotels, resorts, general restaurants, unless you're choosing like one for its vegetarian cuisine or vegan cuisine. Yeah. yeah. I I agree with that. I know that MDR always has like a vegetarian section. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Petey. And Petey says, here is a legit one I've heard. I couldn't argue with it. One of my friends is a recovering alcoholic. She said the cruise drinking vibe would be hard for her. She has to steer clear of any place that promoted drinking, even some types of restaurants. Hang on, it's got a Seymour, and I need to click it here. <laughs> oh, that was just saying that was years ago, so hopefully they, they've gotten over it. Now, I don't know, what what do you think about this one? This Is this a legitimate argument? I, I think it could be. Um, I mean, I've it, alcoholism is not something that I have personally had a problem with so i don't know what it's like to to want or need something like that and not be able to have it i i could understand it especially if you are a very recent recovering alcoholic um going into an environment where everybody around you or not everybody but a lot of people around you are drinking and having fun could be could make that temptation too hard to bear uh, that's an individual decision that people have to make. Obviously, if if that is a decision that would limit you, I think you should 
definitely choose not to cruise because I, I would I would hate to see somebody relapse because of that. I would say though that you could still cruise. There are options. There are occasionally, although they, I don't know how easy they would be to find, no alcohol cruises that happen. They're usually associated with religious cruising, so you'd have to want to do that. But um, but you can also choose which cruise you go on. The things that I do on a cruise, I'm not often around people drinking, except for certain times when I choose to do that. So you could definitely avoid the cocktail part of it. I mean, but you know it's going on. So I I don't know. Maybe if you went on certain mm-hmm cruise lines it might not be as emphasized but i think again i think that's just a personal thing that people would have to ask themselves uh that is something that maybe would be a legitimate thing to consider though i i understand pd i understand that argument yeah i i think so i was just thinking that the only thing that i could try and relate to that is like if i decided to give up pizza because it makes me too fat and i don't want to eat it anymore (laughs) um and i go to like a pizza party right and everybody around me is eating pizza i'd probably eat some pizza so i i can see that because right i've, that, I've got this love of pizza right or and, and, whatever and now al- and alcoholism is a much a much more I mean, mentally it's, psychologically it's driving uh physically driving thing than than even like a, like a diet thing but yeah but the, the that that's a good instance where that would be a case so yeah so that might be a legit one, I guess you could say that. All right, what's next here? Um, Krista says, my aunt refuses to cruise because she is afraid she will get pushed overboard. Uh-oh. She read a story about a husband killing his wife that way about 20 years ago, and it scared her for life. <laughs> scarred her for life. Oh. Scarred, scared, I don't know. Scar- either one works, I guess, there. I want to I wanna comment on this comment that Andrew said just because it was really funny. His, his comment to her said, she might want to take a look at who she picks for a husband then. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then she responded and said she she has since remarried, but the story stuck with her. So, uh, yes, murder, a murder so foul. It it has happened on cruise ships, but I would, I would wager to say, I'm not going to say I'm going to go on a limb. I would wager to say that if you are concerned about your spouse doing it in, that may be a bigger concern than just not wanting to cruise. And also, uh, they could do that in other places. Maybe it wouldn't be as easy. I don't know. But it's extraordinarily rare that that happens. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. If if you're in a shaky relationship, maybe don't cruise. I think that's the lesson here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, pushing somebody overboard is murder. So, you know, consider that if you are angry at your... It's your significant other. It's anyway. All right, moving on. Jody. Jody says one friend told me it was a petri dish and would never go on a cruise. So we've we've heard this one yep. before. The, this is a term. I don't. I feel like petri dish has been around for a while to describe cruising, but maybe never more so than in recent times. Um, yeah, I. You know, I just. Again, yes, the risk is higher. If you go on a cruise, then maybe doing other things, but it's not significantly higher. It's not that much higher than a lot of other activities that are not nearly as fun. So, I mean, you got to live your life. Somebody said that earlier in one of the comments. You got to live your life. If you're really 
afraid of having fun because of the risks, then you're never going to go in a car. You're never going to do anything because everything has some amount of risk associated with it. And, uh, you know, up, up until very recently, the sicknesses that people get overwhelmingly, they're just sicknesses that you get over. They might ruin your cruise, but that's about the extent of it. And hopefully we'll get back to that. So, all right. What do we got next here? Next we have Chalupa. Chalupa. <laughs> Chalupa said pirates. Pirates. Now, Are you serious? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't know if I don't know if he's serious. He might be serious because there are modern day pirates in parts of the world. They're not attacking cruise ships. I don't know of any major cruise line that has been attacked by pirates, but I think he was being a bit tongue in cheek. Are you kidding us with this? Or are you serious? I think he was joking. But either way, you don't have to worry. I don't think you have to worry about pirates. I really don't. <laughs> I love that comment, though. All right. And then we got Stacy. He says, I've heard someone say they don't want to cruise because they can't swim and because they're afraid of getting motion sickness. So here, here we go again. Here we go again with all this. This is the same thing. We keep hearing these same things repeated. I'm going to get sick. I'm going to be bored. I can't swim. I'm afraid of the water. These are the these are the common threads we see going through these. All right, Matt, you have to read the next one because you have to do it in an Australian accent. <laughs> this is from my mate, David. I will try and I will apologize to everybody in Australia before I do this. I was told... Time and time again by people I would spend all day leaning over the edge, throwing up seasickness, have 24-7 food poisoning, would be battered by high seas, and by the last day be depressed. They were close. I had stomach cramps from laughing with other guests, got bloated from stuffing my face with lovely food, and did have a high seas water accident, tripped on the ledge of the bath after a few drinks, getting into the shower, flopped around the bath like a demented Russian gymnast, overdosed on Red Bull, and did a triple backflip off the shower curtain onto my feet with a difficulty factor of 9.2. The only depression came when I couldn't find somewhere to hide so I didn't have to get off. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Look, uh, one, of the, one of the biggest tragedies that has come out of this pandemic for me personally, and now I'm not discounting all the people that have actually died from this, but uh, is that I am not, and Kimbra is not going to get to spend time with Sue and David in October as we had planned because they had November. to cancel. November, as we had planned because they had to cancel their, their cruises. If you don't, if you're not aware of David Burgess, he is hilarious. Every time this man posts, it is a story like this. I don't, you should write a blog, David, because you are... <laughs> You are entertainment in its purest form. <laughs> All right. Who else we got? Next, we have Steve. And Steve says, nothing to do, just sitting on the cramped ship. Okay. There's, uh, there's stuff to do. There's stuff to do. And there's it's not always a cramped ship. Now, if you go at like spring break, it might be a little crampier than others. But, you know, Matt, our, our cruise in February, there was like nobody on it. Yeah. Even, even on a crowded cruise ship it's still not cramped like you might have times when it's cramped like when i was on the breeze last april it was a very packed ship there were times when it was cramped because we were waiting in line for something that normally wouldn't have to wait as long in line for but 
there was plenty of breeze on the breeze despite that. I never felt cramped other than when I put myself into those situations, which was far and few between, really. So, yeah, don't worry about that. Again, I feel like we're preaching to the choir. Right. Everybody out here is like, yeah, we get it. We get it. Hopefully you're like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then um, our friend Kevin. I miss Kevin. Stupid Kevin who moved across the country. You know, he called you stupid Matt. I know. That's why I'm calling him stupid Kevin. Okay. I worked with Kevin at a science center for years, and then I quit the science center to go back to college, and he called me, started calling me stupid Matt. Yeah. So he, he left the aquarium to move across the country to Washington, and so now he's stupid Kevin. Yeah. It was funny. He, his desk used to be by mine, and like he'd come in, and he's like, he'd say something and be like, is stupid Matt here? What's stupid Matt doing? <laughs> like, yeah. I, and, I mean, we're talking like a decade later. Anyway, what, what does Kevin say? He says, too crowded, too many people, no quiet places. And then he says, I've always been able to find secluded spots to just relax and watch the water. There are a lot of people, but they're usually all congregating in about three or four areas. So that, yeah. I mean, again, even on a really cruise ship, cruise ship, a really crowded ship, people might crowd in certain areas like to get a drink. But other than that, it's it's pretty spacious. I mean, I'm the type of person that doesn't like doing like the public uh, things like we've got Gasparilla here. It's like a big parade deal with pirates and, you know, like stuff like that where it's like lots of people and crowds. Like I, I don't like those kind of things at all. Like I don't, I don't like being around large groups of people that are drinking heavily. That has just never been a place I've been comfortable. I never feel that way on a cruise ship. The first cruise I went on, I was, that was a concern I had. And of course, what's the first thing you experience when you get on the cruise Back then, it was before the Concordia, so it was actually the sail-away party. And everybody was packed, and they were all drinking, and I was like, oh, no, my nightmares have come to life. And I was really concerned for about 10 minutes, and then I realized that that was just that. And then it was over, and everything was fine. It was a wonderful experience. So, yeah, not an area of concern. Okay, well, that's going to wrap up that, well, almost wrap up that. First of all, I want to thank all of our contributors over on Facebook to the Fantastic Cruising community. Thank you for contributing. Don't forget fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Now, before we go, we wanted to back up some of what we've been saying with some statistics. So we tried to do a little research, get some data to see how far on or off we were with the norovirus ship sinking and um, falling off of a cruise ship or being pushed off of a cruise ship. Going overboard. Going overboard. We'll just say generically going overboard. So what should we start with? The the most common complaint is the norovirus? Yeah, let's go with that one. And let me just tell you, when I was doing research for this episode, I came across an article that was bashing cruising, and they referenced this this particular CDC webpage, but they referenced it inaccurately. So just because you see a reference out there doesn't mean that that's true. You should still do the legwork. This is the statistics. Between 2008 and 2014, 74 million passengers sailed on cruise ships. Of those, only 129,678 passengers met the program's case definition for acute gastrointestinal illness. And of those, only a small percentage, one of 10, 
actually had norovirus or were part of a norovirus outbreak, it says, to be specific. So we tried to do the math and we came up with uh, basically your odds of getting uh, sick, gastrointestinally sick on a cruise ship. From norovirus. From, oh, from norovirus. This no. is specifically from norovirus. Oh, I thought, but we did the numbers from the 129,000, which is not norovirus. Oh, right. So this is just getting a gastrointestinal illness of any kind. And the, and the odds were what? One in 50,000. One in 50,000 people. Okay. That's not good odds. And only one in 10 of the people that get it were part of a norovirus outbreak. We didn't do that math. We didn't do that math. Do we have to do that math? I think that says it all right there. It's really, really low percentage. Okay. Next, we wanted to look at what? We want to look at, what do you want to do? Let's do sinking next. Sinking ships. Now, we're not counting tiny cruise ships sailing in the Arctic Circle. We're not counting little casino boats with people smoking on them. We're only counting the major cruise lines. All of the major cruise lines, we found one ship that sunk one yeah and that everybody and it knows. was even hard to find that because it just doesn't happen but everybody knows about the concordia that's it i mean i'm not counting the titanic as a modern major cruise line so we're talking about in the last i don't know 50 years probably the last 100 years we're talking carnival norwegian royal caribbean all the subsidiaries of those one ship has sunk the concordia that's it. And it was right by land. So, you know, like you have a better chance of getting in a wreck in a train and it's right by land. I don't know if that's, I don't know. Well, yeah, you probably do have a better chance of getting in a train wreck because ships just don't sink. Yeah. Big cruise ships just don't sink. And then finally, how likely is it that you are going to go overboard while cruising on one of the major cruise lines? Again, we did a little research. Now, this is a little trickier because the statistics, the data that we found, uh, we, we, couldn't get, we couldn't get all the data we needed for w- how long we wanted to get it. So this is what we did. We went, we erred on the side of caution. We found data from, that we could break down from 2006 to 2015. Okay. Remember, that was 2008 to 2014, 74 million passengers sailed on cruise ships. We just used that number because we, we couldn't find or didn't look hard enough to get data for 2006, 2007, and 2015. We just kept the 74 million. And we divided it by the number of passengers who have gone overboard on any of the major cruise lines or their subsidiaries. And that number was what? In, in, the, in that time frame. And that number was what? 154? The, yeah, 154, which the percentage comes out to be 1 in 1 million. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a lie. Two in one million. Two in one million. People, if you have that kind of luck, you better start playing the lottery because that is unbelievably, I guess, unlucky. (laughs) The point is this. Cruising is not nearly as dangerous as people make it out to be. Is there risk? Yes. Do things happen? Yes. But the thing that people are afraid of is not really what you should be concerned about. And the risks that people aren't afraid of are risks that you face in many activities every day of your life. So I know, again, we're preaching to the choir here, probably, but just so you can 
feel confident about that. Uh, we did a little bit of homework and that's the reality. Well, this is going to be another long episode, but we do want to get a cruise creature in there. So uh, we tried to figure out what, what cruise creature should we do this week. And uh, I guess because I've been doing a lot of time up at what we call the no bone zone, which is all invertebrates from the western coast of really the United States up through Canada and then to Alaska. Uh, and then we also just watched the movie Finding Dory again. So Again? I mean, I've seen it before. Yeah, but we haven't watched it together before. Okay, fair. <laughs> but anyway, I had sea anemones on my mind. Sea anemones. Now, I should say the sea anemones that I've been dealing with are, are not ones clownfish would go to because it's too cold. Water in California is like 50 degrees in the summertime. So, look, it's not like Florida. Anyway, let's talk about the sea anemone. What what do you know about sea anemones, Kimbra? Um, they have stinging cells. They do? Yeah, they do. The ones at the aquarium, they don't hurt. They feel kind of sticky. Yes. So they have stinging cells. They're called nematocysts. And they're like little, they're the same things that jellies and coral has because they're in the same phylum, the same group, Nadaria. And so they have tentacles. And that's where the stinging cells, most of the time, that's where most of them are located. So if something touches those tentacles and triggers it, then they shoot a little barbed harpoon that, puts the venom into whatever it is. But some nematocysts are more of a, of a stickiness, like a net almost that comes out. Not all nematocysts are the same. And so the ones on uh, most sea anemones can't give humans a painful sting, or if it is, it's very mild on most species. Uh, but you will feel that stickiness because that's, that's how they catch their food. What else do you know about sea anemones? They come in lots of different colors. They do. They can be very beautifully colored, reds and purples and pinks and oranges and greens, all sorts of colors, all the colors of the rainbow. The ones that I usually see in the Caribbean are kind of white with purple or pink tips, which are really pretty. Anything else you know about sea anemones? They have a mouth. They do have a mouth. The mouth is right <laughs> in the middle of all those tentacles. If you're not familiar with what a sea anemone looks like, then you need to watch Finding Nemo. But uh, you can also Google it. They look like a giant coral polyp. They're basically a, a big disc shape, like a cylinder with tentacles at the top. And the middle of those tentacles is, uh, I'm going to say the mouth. It's where the food goes in, but it's also where the food goes out. So you know what I'm saying, right? They throw up their food? No. That's also <laughs> their butt. Yeah, I know. I was just trying to make it cleaner. Like we, we like to say they are potty mouths. <laughs> food goes in, nutrients get absorbed, extra goes out. Anything else you know about our friend the sea anemone? That's all I can think of. What? Uh, is there something specific you're trying to get me no, to I'm say? No, specific. I mean, not specifically, but you're missing like the main thing that most people know about sea anemones. I mean, clownfish go into them. That's it. Okay. So, so clownfish go into them. Even though anemones eat fish, they don't eat the clownfish. Do you know why? Because they don't like clownfish. They don't. They think they, they taste, taste funny. funny. <laughs> See what I did there? I it, said it too. You did say it too. So there are other animals that anemones won't eat and it has to do with, well, there's different theories on this. One of the theories is that it's something to do with the slime coating of the clownfish 
or they may have to actually get sort of um, stung a little bit by the, the anemone they're living in. And then it, it creates an illusion for the anemone so that they don't they just think the clownfish is another tentacle and not a potential food item. And so they don't actually sting the clownfish and they don't then kill and eat the clownfish. Yeah, there's other fish, though, in other parts of the world where anemones are and, and other animals that have this relationship. And it's a good it's a good relationship because what happens is the anemone gets the the um, protection, perhaps, from being. Well, they don't really get protected. Let me say that they get like parasites and stuff picked off of them by these fish or a little shrimp and stuff. And the, the fish or whatever, they get the protection. I was distracted by a dog shaking his head. They get the protection from the anemone. So it's a good, um, you know, relationship there. A little symbiosis going on there. Nice. Yeah. Any Anything else about the anemone? I don't think so. I wanted to keep this one nice and short since we just did rant and rave for almost an hour about why people don't like to cruise. So I guess, uh, I guess not. I guess that's all I've got. All right. Well, then I guess it's time to wrap it up and head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Hey, Kimbra. Hey, Matt. Looks like the storm has cleared. So we're going to go play in the... More of the pool. Oh, I thought we were going to run to Michael's, but I like the idea of the pool, too. So we can either run to Michael's and buy cricket stuff, or we can go practice your breath holding. They both sound fun. Okay, well, we'll do one of them. Maybe both. We could do both. The, the day is still young. Indeed. Unlike last week when we were recording it. Midnight. Yeah, we decided to um, not do that. Do work before play, unlike last week when we did play <laughs> before work. 